Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tier 90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, 9.40 East Time. Thrilled to have you with us. Um, For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, which is why I'm on the Pacific Coast Time. And... Just thrilled to have you along with us. I come to you with a background of education, but I've had a huge interest in health and nutrition since I had grandparents when I was in high school that were not in the best of health even then, and I really didn't want to travel down some of the health paths that they were traveling down. So with that being said, if you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on SoundCloud or any other podcast service that you might be using. If you put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit for anti-aging, they could well pop up. They're now archived back um, 10 years and soon will be going on 11 years. It's hard to believe it's been that long. With that being said, if you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you want to join us live, if you dial into 1-712-775-8972 and enter the passcode of 910022 when you get prompted, you're welcome to join us. We're always looking for new members and anything we can do to help support you, that's what we'd like to do. And remember, when you're first starting out with that TR90 program, it's your one really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. Getting in 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. Um, That's part of this lifestyle change. And this is not something you do once and you're over and done with it and you never come back to it. It's, It's something that, Some of us have been just continually to work on to keep that lifestyle going forward. 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals um, is another key component to this. Taking your supplement 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is optimum, but if you're not able to do that, do take it with your meals because it'll still work. It's just not quite as effective as it would have been if you'd been able to take it beforehand. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. That's another part of this lifestyle change that you're doing because the more fruits and vegetables you have, the more fiber you get and micronutrients and macronutrients that will help keep things rolling on a really good path. With that being said, let's see. Seven to nine hours of good quality sleep at night. Um, the, they are finding now that if you're not getting adequate sleep, it's really hard to reshape your body and really get your mind into a positive mindset that's going to be really helpful. And that's part of the reason why I keep stressing, make sure to get that sleep because it's really important. Making sure to drink plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if, for example, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. If you're not where you need to be, then 
start with wherever you're at and slowly build up to where you need to be for your water consumption. If you're hungry, and she I'm hungry, well, drink a glass of water because many times dehydration, when it starts to set in, masks itself as being hungry. And so one of my tricks has been to stop, drink a glass of water, and then see if I'm really hungry, assess when my last meal was, and then take it from there. So I th- think we've covered just about everything. Remember, with those fresh fruits and vegetables, you're getting your macronutrients, your micronutrients, you're getting fiber. Guys should be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily. Us ladies should be getting about 32 grams of fiber daily because it keeps things moving through our digestive system and also helps prevent some of the diseases that could be cropping up otherwise. With that being said, I'm sharing some information out of a book called Superfoods Health Style. Simple changes to get the most out of life for the rest of your life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, M.D., and Kathy Matthews. And part of the reason I keep going back and sharing information out of this particular book is it's got some of the scientific studies and some of the uh, basis of why we do some of the things that we do within the TR90 program because it really is... I go back and I'm like, oh, gee, that's why they put that that thing in the supplement or that's why we're supposed to be doing this, that, or the other thing. So with that being said, today I'm sharing some information uh, about pumpkins and why we consider it a superfood. And and since we're just now starting to get into squash and uh, pumpkin season, it's a good timely reminder. So pumpkin has alpha carotene, beta carotene. It's high in fiber, low in calories, has vitamins C and E, potassium, magnesium, and panic acid. (coughs) Sidekicks to the pumpkin are carrots butternut squash, sweet potatoes, orange bell peppers. You should be trying to eat a half a cup five to seven days out of the week of either pumpkin or one of its sidekicks. It's time to unleash the power of pumpkin. If you think pumpkin of pumpkin only at Halloween, it's time to update your appreciation of this extraordinary superfood. Pumpkins offer a host of health benefits, including their bountiful supply of fiber and various vitamins and minerals. But pumpkin deserves superfood status because of its rich and powerful supply of carotenoids. Indeed, think of pumpkin as the queen of carotenoids. Carotenoids are the deep orange or yellow or red fat-soluble compounds that are present in a variety of plants. About 600 carotenoids have been identified by scientists, and every year we're learning more about the contributions that these substances make to better health. Carotenoids have a wide range of biologic functions with an essential role in human health. Two of the carotenoids that are in rich supply in pumpkin, the beta-carotene and the alpha-carotene, are particularly powerful phytonutrients. 
Their presence in the body has been associated with a reduction in the risk for the following diseases. Cancer, including lung, breast, prostate, skin, bladder, and colon cancers. Cardiovascular disease. Inflammatory conditions, including asthma, osteoarthritis, and rheumatoid arthritis. Diabetes mellitus and the most common carotenoids found in human tissue including include beta carotene, lycopene, lutein, zeaxanthin, alpha carotene, and beta cryptoxanthin. These carotenoids help to protect us from free radicals, enhance cell-to-cell communication, modulate our immune response, and possibly stimulate the production of naturally occurring detoxification enzymes. <clears throat> Interestingly, carotenoids protect plants from sun damage and also provide the same protection to us. The primary purpose of carotenoids in the skin is to neutralize the free radicals produced by normal metabolism and exposure to sunlight. They play a major role in protecting our skin and our eyes from the damaging effects of ultraviolet light. It's not only the carotenoids in pumpkin that are working to keep us functioning at our best. It's the fiber, the vitamin C, the potassium, as well as folate. Omega-3 fatty acids in the pumpkin seeds, vitamin B1, niacin, panathenic acid. Here are some of the major benefits of including pumpkin and its sidekicks into your diet. One of which is cancer prevention, cardiovascular disease, inflammation, and how to boost that um, carotene in your diet. So daily carotenoid recommendation, the Food and Nutritional Board of the Institute of Medicine of the National Academy of Sciences is charged with setting the daily recommended allowances for various nutrients. While they recognize that higher blood concentrations of beta carotene and other carotenoids obtained from foods are associated with lower risk of several chronic diseases, as yet they have been unable to arrive at a recommended daily intake of carotenoids. In the meantime, my recommendations, and this is Dr. Pratt speaking, based on all of the available peer-reviewed literature, ensure that you are consuming the optimum daily protective amounts of these nutrients. Alpha carotene, 2.4 milligrams or more from food sources. Beta carotene, 6, uh, 6 milligrams or more from food sources. Lycopene, 22 milligrams or more from food sources. Lutein and zeaxanthin, 12 milligrams or more from food sources. And beta cryptoxanthin, 1 milligram or more from food sources. So those are his recommendations because the Food and, Nash, and Nutritional Board of the Institute of Medicine has yet to set those for us. Okay, well, let's take a look at why cancer prevention is so, this is so good for cancer prevention. There is ample evidence that consuming carotenoid-rich foods reduces the risk of various types of cancer. 
In one recent study, dietary and lifestyle data collected over eight years from 63,257 adults in Shanghai, China, was reviewed and it revealed that those who ate the most beta-cryptoxanthin, an orange-red carotenoid, enjoyed a 27% lower risk of developing lung cancer. Oh, this, and that's one of those uh, carotenoids that is actually in the G3, so good reason to be including that into your TR90 lifestyle. Even the smokers in the analyzed group were found to have 37% lower risk of developing lung cancer when they ate a diet rich in carotenoids compared with those eating with the least amount of carotenoids. Another study combining the data from the nurses' health study and the health professional follow-up study found a significant risk reduction for lung cancer in subjects with high intake of lycopene and alpha-carotene. Carotenoids also seem to lessen the risk of breast cancer at least one study of premenopausal women reported a significant reduction in breast cancer risk in females with an increased dietary intake of alpha and beta carotene, lutein, and zeaxanthin. In another study, high lycopene intake was associated with a reduced risk of breast cancer. While yet another study found an inverse association between increasing levels of carotenoid intake and bladder cancer risk. This same study also suggests that a high carotenoid intake can have special chemoprotective benefits for those susceptible to DNA damage. Oh, that's why they want us to do the G3, because it helps mend those um, telomeres, which are the end pieces of the DNA. Pumpkin seems to have a dual ability to fight colon cancer. The rich supply of fiber along with the beta carotene has the ability to prevent cancer-causing chemicals from attacking colon cells. This is one reason why diets that are high in fiber-rich foods as well as beta carotene have been found to reduce colon cancer risk. So cardiovascular disease, well, the carotenoids so richly present in pumpkin play a significant role in preventing cardiovascular disease. The beta carotene in pumpkin and its sidekicks has powerful antioxidant, anti-inflammatory abilities. Beta carotene is able to prevent the oxidation of cholesterol, and since oxidized cholesterol is the kind that coats the walls of blood vessels, and contributes to the risk of heart disease and stroke, a diet rich in beta-carotene would be expected to promote heart health. Indeed, studies have demonstrated this to be true. A recent study examined the reasons for the declining life expectancy in Central and Eastern Europe. The decline seems to be largely the result of the rising rates of cardiovascular disease. Traditional risk factors like smoking, hypertension, obesity, high dietary saturated fat, and cholesterol intake do not appear to explain this decrease in longevity. 
The researchers ultimately concluded that a diet low in foods containing folate and carotenoids, particularly beta-carotene and lutein zeaxanthin, appears to be a contributing factor to the increased coronary risk observed in this part of the world. And I think I'm going to stop there for today and we'll pick up with the uh, inflammation uh, uh, stats for pumpkin on Monday. Since this is Thursday, September 1st, 2022, this is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out. I welcome any thoughts or comments. Remember, we've got Victoria coming up tomorrow with one of her lovely meditations for us to get our weekend off to a fabulous start. We're going to take a soft mute so we can say goodbye to each other. And there we have it, why we should be including pumpkin and squashes in our diet. (laughs) Well, I just started getting um, grilling squash on my little George Foreman grill. And it was good. Yeah, it's good. It's a small grill. It's not like putting it out on a big grill outside. But um, I use coconut oil and a little bit of, you know, just took the little uh, brush and brushed it. And it was really good. Sounds fabulous because I know that sometimes when I either grill or saute, I might put a little bit of garlic powder or um, Uh onion powder with some S&P and um, flavor it up that way, but you can also flavor it up with like cinnamon and nutmeg and that would give it a different flavor as well. That's a great idea. Well, you know, you get to doing things one way for so long and then you sort of get bored and say, well, let's switch that up. So, you know, definitely keep that in mind, my folks. Well, you have a good day. I just spoke to my gardener. I think we're supposed to get rain around 1 o'clock. I hope not. Ah. I'm getting my nails done. I hope it waits till after I get in the car after I get Get my nails done. Anyway, all right, football day. I got to get charged up and get ready to do my cheering for my my grandson and the team. Okay, well, have a great day, and we'll look Thank forward you. to meeting up with you again tomorrow. All righty, you have a great day too. Okay, bye bye.